Welcome to another episode of the Now to Next podcast with SCNH Group. Today, we're joined by director from our technology advisory practice, Jeff Bathurst. Jeff, thanks for joining us. Mac, thank you for having me. So, Jeff, I think this is a great reflection of the value that SCNH Group's technology advisory group brings with the intersection of tech and finance. Because today, we're talking about this really tough role that CFOs are playing as it relates to figuring out how organizations tackle cybersecurity. And, you know, want to get your perspective on. What is a CFO left to do today? You've got so many things you're juggling. You guys are talking about how organizations are really, as an entire leadership team, looking at this. What's the advice that you'd start with for CFOs? You know, the CFO role has multiple dimensions and depends upon the organization. Traditionally, with a CFO, it's really about managing the dollars. Um, and... But in other cases, the CFO is also part-time COO, and they handle things that maybe a COO may traditionally hire, uh, handle. So depending upon where the, the you are in the organization, um, cybersecurity can mean a, a somewhat or a great deal to you. But for the, the commonality between those two situations is that cybersecurity is all about risk and risk mitigation whether mitigating risk through you know, employee education, robust processes, proper investment in technology, because ultimately what a CFO cares about is dollars and cents, and by reducing risk to the organization, you are then preserving monetary value in the organization, so you're saving dollars. The more risk that you have, the more risk you have to essentially having a large expense in a variety, it can, can come in a variety of ways, but you have a situation where CFOs care about risk because risk then <coughs> could translate into dollars. And that's really first and foremost what they care about. In other cases where the CFO role is a bit more expansive, you know, you're talking about cyber insurance policies, you know, where the insurance coverage for the organization is covered, um, where does the Sim, uh, in, the information security role or leadership role and that function reside in the, in the company. You know, a lot of companies still today, the uh, CFO, the IT function reports up to the CFO. That's been a model that's been in place for a lot of, for, with a lot of companies for a lot of years. And what happens is you get information security embedded in IT, which gets embedded under the CFO. So what does that mean? Ultimately, the CFO is responsible for information security. And if you tell him a CFO that, they're going to look at you sometimes like you have three heads. It's like, what do you mean I'm responsible for information security? Well, as I described it, you are. And so, you know, ask your, you know, CFOs need to ask themselves, okay, what am I responsible for, right? And where are we placing cybersecurity within the organization? Is it an IT function? My two cents, it doesn't belong there. It belongs higher up in the organization. If you leverage technology to to generate revenues and to be successful as a business, then you need to treat it as part of the critical path. And it needs to have a seat at the table because it involves people, it involves processes, and it involves technology. So the CFOs need to really understand what are their scope of responsibilities within the organization. And in many times, they are responsible for IT and vis-a-vis -vis information security. So again, that's an awareness level that maybe has not dawned on some of them. 
So the the tough thing seems to be right when we when we talk to CFOs now is okay. So making an investment in something, you know, to hopefully mitigate risk is is obviously something that can make a lot of sense. You guys in your position as technology advisors are pretty much still telling organizations this still happens to you. You can take these steps. Where does that leave a CFO today to assess what the investment is that their organization should be making in something like this? Well, I think that that really dovetails well into that service offering that we can provide around a cybersecurity readiness assessment, where we can come in and work with a CFO who wants to answer to that question. How much do I invest? Where do I invest? Do I need to invest? Okay, and what are my biggest risks? And again, what I said earlier was, CFOs care about risk because it translates into dollars. Well, the first thing we want to do is identify where the risk points are, okay? And that's one of the things that we do in a, in a readiness assessment. And then we can help put together and develop a cybersecurity program. And I use the word program, and it makes it sound like this, this involved enormous thing, and it's not, okay? It's really about a mindset where... It's practiced every day by every employee on some level. Um, and then you also have processes around the exchange of information with third parties or, or even internally. And then you also have a technology portion of the investment. And, and so what we do is we look at all those dimensions and we then provide the CFO to say, look, this is where we think you are. Okay, these are the things that if we find something along the way that's of ur- urgent nature, we're going to stop what we're doing and say, hey, we need to address this now because this is a massive exposure to you, potential exposure to you. But in, in, but that's more the exception than the rule. But as we go through that process, we then are able to lay out in terms of dollars, time, and effort to the CFO right, and to the overall organization, this is where we think you are. Here is the prioritized not list of, uh, of of efforts that we think you need to address and what we estimate as the uh, re- required investment for each of these efforts. And we can help them actually get those things accomplished. But one of the thing, biggest things that organizations don't know is what, what, what am I needing to do today and what do I need to do tomorrow, okay? Because again, as I mentioned in previous conversations, this is not just a one-time thing. It's getting there first, but then maintaining it is the other part of that. So, and I think it's really a lot about education of the CFO and of the C-suite, right? Because they need to understand, okay, that, look, this is something that how, it, how information security and preventing cyber attacks fits into business operations, okay? And that's, again, because in many cases, technology wasn't part of the critical path of business operations that's not we, we we sold insurance policies or we made widgets well now in order to do both of those things you need technology to do it and that's how the game has changed over the course of the recent decades and but unfortunately leadership some leadership thoughts are haven't changed with it are, are you seeing organizations to your point this elevates out of it it certainly plays into it but are you seeing more cfos now the ones that are kind of progressive in this starting to move this into is this hitting the budget as a line item is this cyber prevention or protection you know is this becoming its own kind of budget and consideration and therefore you know something cfo should be thinking about as it relates to even thinking through 2020 planning so it falls into a multitude of categories there is the the it portion of the budget for the you know for the nuts and the bolts and services 
but it also falls into the HR department around employee development and training, okay? Uh, so one of the things that we suggest to organizations is as part of your onboarding process. They sit through a cyber training um, set of, of classes, right? Whether it's you know self-paced through online or you do it in a group setting and make it a discussion and interactive, there are many ways you can go about doing it, but make that as part of the onboarding. So there's that ongoing employee development that you, so there's an HR component to it, HR budget component to it. There's an IT portion of it. There's also around um, if you have a compliance budget, okay, uh, around uh, internal controls, whether it be your, if you're required, you know, you have some sort of federal regulations that you have to adhere to, okay, there's going to be a compliance and internal audit function. A lot of this could fall into what are the inter- what are the control modifications that need to happen. So it can be dispersed across multiple budget line items, right, and multiple budgeted areas to to in total or in aggregate incorporate and in, in, uh, create a cybersecurity program. So one of the things I think that you really talk about, whether you all ultimately help organizations or certainly they need to take the steps to start to try and do this on their own, is agree on what you're trying to protect. And so what advice do you have for CFOs on that aspect? Because I think that's really important in starting this. You know, you ask yourself uh, as part as a leader of, of an organization, what makes us successful in terms of what we produce? Do we produce intellectual property? Do we produce services? Do we produce a product? And then ask yourself, what if we didn't have it? Could we exist? And the answers are, I would say, for most for most folks, they can identify 80% of it pretty quickly. It's the other 20% that you have to maybe spend a little time researching to really identify everything that we feel has critical value to an organization. And then you, so you start from the center. That's, you know, you start from the center and say, okay, this is what we have to protect. And then we build out from there how we are going to protect it with a, you think it, it as a series of concentric circles, right? With a middle being the value, right? And then you push on top of it, you know, technology and then process and then people and then, you know, the overall culture of, of an organization. So it, there is, it's an interesting it's an interesting discussion because there are kind of two fundamental thoughts around cybersecurity approaches. One is protect the perimeter as robustly as you can and make it impenetrable and don't worry about the inside. The, the opposing view is start from the center and work your way out. So if I protect what needs to be protecting, then other things I don't necessarily have to worry about because if it gets compromised, it really doesn't impact me. Right. So there are kind of two fundamental schools of thought around cybersecurity that, um, you know, both can get you there. But that's these are just approaches. But in the end, it still covers the same things. It still covers the people and the processes and the technology. So it's it's 2019 and we're going to agree that everyone this year pulls their head from the sand as that's no longer a place to leave it and say that maybe all this brushes over and it was just the Fortune 500 that get hacked, right? Mm-hmm. So what is the one thing that every CFO needs to be doing in 2019 if they can truly only do one thing to get this started? It's a great question. The one thing that a CFO should do in this particular case is and it's a, I wish it was just one thing that's hard to, to narrow down. 
education is by far the most important thing is to get educated on this topic, okay? And understand the worst case scenario for your organization, okay? And you, and then understand what happens if that occurs. You know, it's disaster planning, okay? And you have to understand, first you have to be smart and intelligent about the subject matter, but then you have to understand if the worst thing happens to our organization, what does it mean for us? And then you kind of then work, work your way from there. But, you know, for some companies, if I'm a metal recycler, I've got, you know, 50 PCs around and the PCs stop working, I'm still going to recycle metal. Not really much happens if my PCs get compromised and, you know, a bunch of crypto jackers are using my PCs at night to mine Bitcoin. I don't really don't care. But if I'm a financial services organization who invests people's money, all of a sudden the worst case scenario is a whole different scenario. So educate yourself about the topic. Understand that there are plenty of resources outside of your organization that are here to help you and to help you navigate this and help you get educated, but then also understand what does worst case scenario look for your organization and then use that as a basis for determining how you're going to, to address the topic. I mean, the, the reality is, and you know, we've talked about when you guys go into organizations where unfortunately something has happened, what the real threat is to, I'll call it the middle market, is the time that it suddenly diverts from what you show up to do on a daily basis to this. Mm-hmm. And so I guess for CFOs, can you, can you just talk to what you've seen when you do have to walk in on the reactive end and, and what's going on in that organization over the next weeks and months as opposed to the proactive approach? Yeah, when you talk about a reactive uh, response to a, to a breach, you quickly find out all those little corners I talked about where technology is critical that you didn't realize were critical until it wasn't available. Yeah, those come out of the woodwork. And when you take the opportunity cost of the internal labor that is being spent, either A, idle because they can't use their computers or they don't have access to their information. And then you have a situation where um, you have resources that are now diverted into remediation and not doing their day jobs. And then you have the cost of your business partners, okay, because especially with organizations who are part of a supply chain where they're receiving goods from one, a company A and given a processing and giving it out to company B, all of a sudden you're impacting them too, and that's a cost. So if you, remember when I talked about a worst case scenario, if you can map that out and understand all of the areas that are influenced and affected by that, you'll realize it is a much bigger thing than most organizations realize. And that should be an eye-opener, okay? But we see, you know, breaches, remediation on a breach can some, could take upwards of six months sometimes, depending upon how, uh, how, how significant of a breach it actually was and everything that was, uh, was affected and how good you know, your data restoration capabilities are and how good you are at putting the pieces back together if you don't have, in, in some cases, if you don't have a disaster recovery environment where you could actually be able to recover much more quickly. A lot of companies see that as, you know, a wasted expense or a luxury item until you need it, okay? And so if you, if you calculate, 
there are there's data points out there about what average breaches cost for different sizes of organizations. And you know, you, if you ask yourself the loss of productivity and the loss of labor and the loss of you know dollars and technology, like to add it all up, um, it's a it's a it's much cheaper to invest proactively than it is to have to respond. That's pretty crazy. So, Jeff, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Mac. This has been another episode of Now to Next. I encourage all of our listeners to check out schgroup.com for a lot of resources we've made available on this topic and all of the things surrounding this and, and the pressure mounting on truly the financial aspect of the organization and the burden they're now shouldering as it relates to this, which was a very disconnected concept not that long ago. So thanks again, everybody, for tuning in.